Welcome to Ghibli Minute. Ghibli Minute. The podcast where we uh, analyze Ghibli movies one minute at a time. Minute by minute. Minute by minute is another way to say that, yes. We are on Nausicaa of the Valley of the Wind. Minute, minute seven. seven. I'm Richard Dunham. I'm Chieko Dunham. I'm Andrew Dorowski. Welcome, Andrew. Welcome back. Thanks for joining us for this minute. I It, it is my pleasure. Let me Let me tell you, my wife and I talked about when we eventually in like 50 years finish doing all of our <laughs> disney movies one of the things that was on our list included doing pixar movies and yeah. then studio ghibli movies so you, you beat us to it yeah <laughs> well we're glad to have you so minute seven opens with this a girl climbing up the giant ohm shell mm-hmm. and it ends with falling mushigo palm spores so opens up She's talking about the shell as she uh, continuing her thoughts from the the end of the previous minute. Though, so the the villagers or the people of the valley will have all they'll ever need is what she says. I don't know if that comes across all in the subtitles. Ever but need? Zuto komaranakte sumumono. Oh yeah. Says. So yeah. Right. They'll have all they'll ever need without any trouble. Mm-hmm. In the manga, so I've been reading the manga. In the manga, after she chips her sword, she muses that the armorers will be glad to hear of it because they can use the material as is without hardening it first. This oh. is what she says. She, she, she makes specific reference to the armorers of the village. Okay. And then she, she refers to them hardening things. Hardening. So I don't know if they find other shells, maybe, of smaller insects that they, they have to treat to make them uh, kind of uh, suitable for armor, resisting against ceramic swords or something like that. Mm. So I thought that was interesting. Uh, this just adds more questions for me yeah. about like, <laughs> what are they doing with this stuff? <laughs> yeah, I mean, she has a, we've seen her, We I think we see, or we already see she has a rifle across her back. Yeah, uh, right. we saw, And now we see that she has a sword, which she's referred to as, well, she's referred to her ceramic blade, I think. Yeah. And I'm not sure in the earlier intro where they they mentioned the ceramic age. I think in the in the Japanese text we talked about the yeah uh, there were uh, pieces of uh, ceramic ruins, and in the manga it's they refer to the industrial age and then they refer to the ceramic age as either like a late stage of that industrial civilization that's fallen or or. Or, or even a later yeah. civilization, like another era after the collapse, maybe even after the Seven Days of Fire, there may have been another another era of the ceramic era. I mean, they mention I, like a, they talk about this kingdom Eftal that that grew and and discovered a lot of the same secrets as the previous industrial civilization, but which also fell. I'm intrigued by like the emphasis on ceramics and, and yeah. non-metals, basically, because that is a theme in. Well, maybe not a theme, but it's an element in um, Castle in the Sky in, in Lapida as well, because they say that those robots are made of ceramics. Yeah, huh. what's what's the big deal about ceramics? Why are ceramics so cool and better than metal? <laughs> yeah, I like, like I, I'm intrigued. Like, it seems to be a thing that they say, like, uh, somehow there's, like, an advanced civilization that emphasizes ceramics over metals. Is... Yeah. And, and uh, maybe they just really liked ceramics at Studio yeah. Ghibli. They're like, nah. Maybe. Maybe they're we, we like really trying. We really like our stuff. Yeah, maybe they're trying to be like, "Hey, instead of metal, why don't you use ceramics?" Like, like pushing <laughs> it onto us. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say that. 
<laughs> sponsor. There's, you know, there's product placement in here that we're just missing. But it's just generic ceramics. So all all the ceramicists yes. are pooling their resources. But, like we're gonna fund this, so that people fun, stop yeah. buying metal knives. They start buying those ceramic knives. <laughs> Funding provided by the ceramic console. Okay, yeah. <laughs> uh, so also in the manga, and we talked about this a little bit in the previous minute. She says after she says, "Oh, what a terrific, what a fantastic eye, Sugoime." She remarks on how it would make a perfect canopy for the gunship. Oh. So there's there's a use yeah. there. So if you okay. think about, we haven't seen the gunship yet, but it has that same, like on the sides yeah. of the front, it has that same circular window. Yeah. Does it seem like the ships that they have later on, does it seem like they could have been constructed out of repurposed shell like this? Like, could an entire ship be built out of an, an ohm shell? Um, The colors we see of the gunships don't really seem like bluish. Like maybe the ohm shell does appears in mm-hmm. here. Maybe it's not. Maybe the shell isn't bluish because of just the dim lighting. But I'm not sure. I mean, that would you would assume that, right? Since they're using it so well, much. Well, and like the ships don't look industrially manufactured. There is sort of an organic element to the shape of them. Yeah, yeah. So I was just wondering so if maybe. maybe maybe not ohm shells. Maybe other creatures' shells um, come into it. Yeah. And like ohm maybe. shells make great. Ohm eyes make great canopies for the guns. Yeah, but maybe like yeah. the Royal Yanma or whatever are, <laughs> make great bodies or something like that. Right. You think that the shape of the gunship of the ships sometimes follow? It, it just seems a little organic. The lines don't seem you know mm. straight and plain like. Yeah. And, and I feel like yeah. that would be really purposeful for Studio Ghibli to make a plane that doesn't look like a plane because they're really good at making planes that do look like planes. <laughs> yeah. So if there's if they're right. introducing a shape that isn't you know completely industrial plane shaped, maybe they're intentionally doing it to note it's like oh this was manufactured using materials uh, found like this shell like maybe chunks of the shell were repurposed and and layered. Well, I had always wondered if the I guess maybe I'd assumed or thought that the gunship was kind of a piece of leftover technology, and I was I always just kind of wondered mm. can they really how can they maintain that. Yeah. And I think there's a point where she goes down to her uh, cellar workshop mm-hmm. or Yupa Follister where they pass by a bunch of kind of junk. And I think there's pieces of like that look like other gunships there. So I don't know. I mean, I guess it's just a question for me. Is this a piece of left the gunship itself? Is it? I mean, we'll, we're kind of getting ahead of ourselves. But yeah. is it a piece of leftover technology? Or do you think they there are people that make is there like a new gunship rolling off the line somewhere? <laughs> or or are they just like modifying and using the old stuff? Yeah, that's yeah. what I was thinking. I was thinking they're maybe using it as a base. And then like they're like, oh, this is kind of a little still broken. We should probably use like someone like some insect shell to like, you know. Cover this flap. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. That would make a lot of sense. Yeah. And, and that would suit the way she's describing this Ohm's yeah. eye. It's like, oh, we need a new canopy. This would be perfect. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Just what I needed. Perfect. So I love the way that she uses the gun here. This is the first time that we see her yes. use the gun. I agree. And she's not killing anything. She's not hunting or fighting. She's not even like aiming it or shooting it. She's yeah. She's not improvising. Firing a bullet. It. Yeah. Yeah. She's for she's improvising with it, and this kind of to me it shows us that for her the gun is a tool. It's yeah. a tool more than a weapon. And it's so it's she, a really cool sequence. 
where you're yeah. like, okay, this is a person who has to like, everything is a multitasking implement. Everything is a multitasking yeah. tool. Uh, not, nothing is one yeah. use. Definitely as a kid, this like amazed me. Cause I was like, Whoa, she like did, she spread this power, everything. And like, she used her gun. And now like she has a thing. What? Yeah. And it, she's multitasking everything. She also knows like, this kind of shows you that she knows what everything is made of for her. An object is not just the thing that it was made for. But she can decompose stuff and recombine the elements uh, from which it was made into something new, right? So she breaks yeah. apart that shell and spreads it around as, as kind of an improvised. Yeah, demolition. and and she also does all of this like it, it seems very easily. She's not like problem solving necessarily. She's just like, oh well, I'm in this situation. I can do this. So she seems really intelligent about this at the yeah. same time as being yeah. creative. Um, She didn't have to like ponder, how am I going to make this work? She knows that this will work and, and now she has an opportunity to use it, even though she doesn't have any of the materials it like built in the way to use them like this. Yeah. She's very comfortable modifying all of her materials to use them like this. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. She's not sitting down and kind of problem solving. It's kind of, it seems like she's in practice. Yeah. She's got Mm -hmm. kind of a flow about her. One of the, then, then these, the other one of the other things I really love in this minute these little those little peach colored silverfish looking things that are yeah. crawling along the top of the ohm. Uh, and you're like, oh wow, let's look at those creepy crawlers. And then it's like a such a, a mild, pleasant surprise when they just jump into the air. Yeah, like whoa, there's uh, this seems to be just kind of an element of what you're looking at is interesting, but then there's always something more. There's yeah. like a more capability to whatever it is that that, that you're looking at in this yeah. world. And so the music mm-hmm. only comes back. So this whole time there's been no music. We mentioned the silence last minute. This whole time there's been no music. It comes back only after she's completed her task and as she's dancing around. Yeah, she's with like, the eye. Hey, got it. Something to note. This is the minute, I think, where I most noted, like, the design for her, her character model. Um, this yes. is something that I, that I look at a lot because dealing with Disney movies, it's, it's all animation. So seeing mm-hmm. the character models and this one, I think it it doesn't look exactly the same as a lot of the other future Studio Ghibli films. The mm-hmm. texture of the way the clothes fit around her, in a way, the the lines make it look like everything's really quilted and and kind of puffy. Yeah. Like there's a layer of cotton between her and the outside of her, of mm-hmm. her clothes everywhere. And also I noted that it seems like she, her legs, she has really long legs from her knee down to her foot and kind of short from her knee up to her torso. Yeah. And so Mm. the proportions are kind of interesting in that, in that way on the model. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I just thought like, like I like pointed out the shin guards or whatever on the, the chocobo (laughs) on the birds that we see, like this mysterious um, person writing and like she has them. So it's, it's kind of just like, oh, like, I guess, like, people wear that, like, for protection for something. Or it's just like, like, duh, you're going to wear shin guards on your feet. Like, you, we put it on our birds. We put it, you put it on your legs. I don't know. I just liked that, like, little design of, like, her outfit. I yeah. Guess. It, like, it, it has some really interesting design elements yeah. going on. And that's mm-hmm. one of them. And she's got, like, her kind of helmet it's got kind of like a little bit of a peak to it and it's got uh you know this kind of uh the jaw straps yeah mm-hmm. it's 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 almost i don't know what it looks like it almost looks like a like a polo helmet 
crossed with a World War Two like a leather of uh, an, you know, fly- an aviator's yeah. like leather yeah. cap. Yeah. Uh, the thing I see most is is uh, an aviator's cap. That's what it looks like to me because I think it it looks really similar to the uh, aviation caps again in in Castle in the Sky. Um, yeah. Yeah. For for the pirates. They have caps that I think are pretty similar and might even have that same sort of peak to them. Yeah, I think they do. Do they? As From what I'm conjuring in my memory, they do. At, at least some of them do. Um, yeah. And so that seems to be just an element that they do for that type of helmet. And and I think it, it suits her in particular because of her, her gliding um, yeah. later. Yeah. Yeah, it gives a, a, a kind of a sense of motion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Mushigo spores. Right. So I did some searching on this, did some Googling. Mm -hmm. So one, there was, I saw one post somewhere, uh, someone did somewhere that says Mushigo Yashi. Is it, is it Mushigo space Yashi or Mushi space Goyashi? I think it's Mushigo Yashi. Yashi means palm. Right. So So Mushigo palm. Would Sport. make sense. Mushi yeah. is is bug. I don't know what the go would be Mushigo? though. You didn't see like the con. Was it in katakana in the manga? It's in katakana. The whole oh. thing. Mushigo yashi. The whole thing is in katakana, which mm. is a phonetic alphabet in Japanese. So it doesn't really give you any clue as to what the the characters might be. Yeah. But yashi is is uh, and it, when you plug Mushigo yashi the whole thing into Google Translate, for some reason it returns mushroom. <laughs> But I don't I don't know if that's from the manga or movie because that's when you do like a Google search, there's no other it doesn't pop the that phrase mushigoyashi doesn't pop up as mushroom in like in any Japanese dictionary yeah, or anything no. or <laughs> anywhere other than Nausicaa of the Valley of the Wind. So <laughs> and in the in the manga, again it's written in katakana mushigoyashi no ki. So no ki? the mushigoyashi tree. Hmm. And then it says and the English manga has bread fungus. Bread. The bread fungus are scattering their spores. Huh. Does does that mean it's supposed to be like for the English one? Are they translating that as meaning like mold, like the kind yeah. of mold you get on bread? Like it's supposed to be those types Maybe? of spores? I guess. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely. I mean, it's so in the in the Japanese, it has you know mushigo no keys, which is the mushigo tree tree. That could just be mm-hmm. describing the structure. Right. right. Yeah, because they they seem big, bigger tree like structures than yeah. mushrooms. And there's a little bit of the uh, the of you know in certain parts of the manga there's a there's like uh, he has like diagrams of like the life cycle of some of oh, these things, whoa. which I've, it's kind of hard for me to figure out. Oh. Fungi have the weirdest life yeah. cycles. I remember yeah. that from like junior high biology. The the fungi section of that class was crazy and we did not understand any are you studying fungi right now Chico? uh no i'm doing biochemistry right now but just mm. like we went over like the fungi kingdom and my teacher was just like that kingdom's crazy like <laughs> yeah, it deserves like, it, its it, own it's the weirdest <laughs> it's it's the weirdest thing like everything is super different from anything else and the way it gets food like fungi are yeah, weird it's so weird and then the reproductive cycle is is really really weird <laughs> yeah but these spores are mushrooms so the the other the other weird thing is yeah. that this the spores themselves she refers to in the manga and here in the japanese here referred to as gogo no hoshi gogo no hoshi yeah so hoshi is spore oh gogo is a hoshi the afternoon okay. 
<laughs> so she's like, oh, the Mushigo palms are releasing their afternoon spores. So this is a regular thing? Well, like every, every day at three o'clock. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's what <laughs> I mean. That's you'd kind of think that. And then she said, but she follows that up by, by saying that the, either the couple translations, they seem to be annoyed about the wound or they're trying to heal the wound that the Ohm has made in the forest. So oh. do they do this after? <laughs> do they do it every <laughs> afternoon or do they only do it to uh, heal a wound or, or some combination of the two? So I guess maybe I, I'm trying to like reconcile it. And maybe maybe it's like a two-stage process. There has to be damage, and then in the afternoon after the damage, they release spores. Yeah. Or yeah. maybe it's just the, the volume of the spores. <laughs> yeah. Or or the location. Like, they're going to release spores in the afternoon. Yeah. But they must be doing it right here because of yeah. what's happening. Yeah. Or there's, there's the, the huge volume, because she's almost buried, right? Yeah. Yeah, like, it's, a, it's a lot. It's it like a couple like inches. It covers everything yeah, it's immediately. it's like a snowfall, yeah. Yeah, I, I have no idea. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's all. Do you, anything else on these on this minute? Um the scene where the spores fall down, like as a kid I was like, Oh, that's snow. Like that's so pretty. But like no, it's spores. <laughs> it's, not snow. <laughs> it's not snow. No. But it's it still it, got that like like one like that element of like wonder and awe that like a lot of like Christmas movies have with snow. Yeah. I mean, you've got it's very much like a snow. You've got this canopy. You've got yeah. these flies. You got the yeah. snow globe kind yeah. of vibe going on, like a reverse yeah. snow globe. <laughs> exactly. yeah. I I think it's definitely supposed to be evoking the idea of snowfall. Like it, it's sending you that message. Like, look at this. It looks like snowfall, but it's yeah. not. <laughs> and and she kind of looks at it the way people look yeah. at snowfall. You know, she's enchanted yeah. by it. I'm wondering when did I note it down? Hmm. Is it in? Yeah. So in this, yeah, in this minute, um, the other thing I noticed is that uh, how her her mask changes color from brown to purple whenever we are looking at it through the eye, through the the the, the glass or the material of the ohm's eye. Yeah, I did not take I note s- of I'm that. I'm seeing that right now. That's yeah. interesting. Which mm. I thought was cool. Yeah. I guess they're just indicating that the eye isn't perfectly yeah. clear. Yeah, it's got like, like a, a to it. Um, like it, it has something. Yeah. yeah, that's really cool. I guess we see like a lot of changing color in like a lot of people's clothes like during this. We movie. do that comes up. Yeah, changing people's. I remember clothes changing color. Yes, um, as you were like reviewing all of the minutes, just making sure that they had audio that they were cut correctly like you had this one scene where you were like did she change clothes like yeah. in the middle of the sequence yeah. and yeah. i was like no <laughs> yeah yeah there's uh yeah but that's, <laughs> we'll get there yeah <laughs> we'll get there but that's that's a big element <laughs> like the color of her clothes is yeah it turns out to be a big 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 element yeah anything else nope um, all right I'm good that'll do it for minute seven all right on the ghibli minute ghibli minute